0: listening to Living For It, a podcast about daily life, tips and tricks, and life as a photographer. I'm your host, Sarah Johnson, a wedding photographer with a bachelor's degree, an obsession with my Birkenstocks, and a passion for creating something bigger than myself. Hey friends, you're listening to episode two of Living For It, and today we're going to be talking about social media and why it's okay to pause. Now when I say pause, I mean take a break, stop, chill. Social media can consume your entire life if you aren't careful. I mean it. I've been there. Social media is a blessing and a curse. And sometimes I almost wish that I lived back in the 70s when Facebook and Instagram weren't a thing. I mean, yes, it is a digital business card, which is free advertising and amazing for small businesses. But at the same time, I feel so tied to my phone. I wanna enjoy my life. I don't want to feel like I am being stuck as a slave to my cellular device. Yes, I love Instagram. I think it's so much fun. I love organizing my feed and planning out which photos I'm going to post next. It's a blast. And I love interacting with everyone on there. All of my fans and friends and followers and all of you guys are great. I love finding new content. I love searching for new creatives and following people who inspire me. That is something I never would have been able to do if Instagram and Facebook did not exist. But sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on life. Some days I feel like I'm tied to my phone, the pressure of having to make a post before 9am because if you don't, then no one's going to see it. Because everyone's on Instagram right when they wake up in the morning and then they have to go to work and that's it. You've missed your window of opportunity. You might as well just not post for the rest of the day. That's so depressing. Now I understand life needs to be structured and I understand it's just part of your daily routine as a business owner. Sure, that's fine. But when we are constantly consuming ourselves with the number of followers... That we have and with the amount of comments we get with every single like that we get that starts to be the only thing we care about when we measure our success and when we measure our lives by other people's social media accounts and how they interact with ours we are setting ourselves up for failure I know that is so much easier to say than to actually follow through with, and I myself need to take my own advice, but the second that I put my phone down and I live in the present, I feel like a free person. Free of the comparison game, free of the highlight reel Instagram life, and free of the pressure to show up on social media every single second of my life with the consequences of knowing that if I don't, I'm losing followers. Come on, friends. Social media was supposed to be fun. It was created for us to interact with each other and stay connected with people that we may not have seen in years. It was never meant to cause us stress and emotional anguish. So why, when I'm relishing in my social media freedom, do I constantly feel a little bit guilty? Guilty that I'm not spending enough time posting on my Insta stories or feeling guilty that I don't answer that private message until after I've eaten my dinner? You guys, we are humans, not machines. We have emotional needs, and sometimes social media is not one of those needs. Sometimes the stress of showing up on social media and pausing our life just because we need to make a post. Like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't talk with you at the moment. I need to finish my Instagram post. This is not okay. This is an epidemic. The only thing that we are creating by living a lifestyle surrounded by social media is stress and solitude. Social means connecting with other people, hanging out, talking, reminiscing, getting to know, etc., etc., everything under the sun. But social media is the least social thing. It's so hilarious to me that why I wanna take a break from social media and pause and enjoy my actual non-virtual life that I get reprimanded. I get scolded for not showing up just because I'm showing up in real life and not virtually. As I record this podcast, I have no notes in front of me. I am going completely off the cuff And as I am speaking this episode, the only thing that continues to cross my mind is what happened to me because I didn't post on social media. What happened to me when my grandfather passed away and social media was the absolute last thing on my mind. Rewind two weeks before Thanksgiving 2018. My grandpa had been sick for a while. By a while, I mean he had open heart surgery more times than I have fingers. He truly received 30 extra years that he was never guaranteed. And for that, we are all so thankful. But two weeks before Thanksgiving 2018, he started going in and out of the hospital for his lungs filling up with fluid which he needed to have drained. Not to make light of this situation, but we kind of were used to him being in and out of the hospital. Since he had so many heart problems, this wasn't something that was uncommon. But when I saw him on Thanksgiving, he looked so sickly and it really hit home and struck a chord for me that this might be his last Thanksgiving. A few weeks following, he continued to go in and out of the hospital to have the fluid drained from his lungs. He progressively got worse and worse. And then Christmas rolled around. And he looked fantastic. I was completely thrown for a loop when I saw him at Christmas Eve. He looked like the picture of health, rosy cheeks, amazing complexion. He seemed fine. Maybe he was going to bounce back yet again. This would not be the first time. He has pulled a rabbit out of a hat probably 35 other times, if not more. He would go into the hospital. We would think the worst, and he would come out better than ever. That was just something he did. So that's what we expected. But a few weeks after Christmas, the first week and a half or two weeks of January, he took a turn for the worse. And by taking a turn for the worse, I mean he went into the hospital and he never came out. This entire time that my family was going through this, I was in the process of managing my business and trying to catch up on all the editing I had. I had such a great fall And usually everyone wants fall photos because the leaves are so beautiful and it's just such a nice time of year, not too hot, not too cold. Well, I had 10 weddings from the end of September to the beginning of November. So I was so behind on editing and there was nothing I could do to catch up. I would start one wedding, five days would go by and I'd have to stop and start preparing for the wedding I had on Saturday. It was a Monday to Wednesday. Oh, it's Thursday. I need to get myself together for the wedding I have in two days. Friday, I refuse to do anything except focus on the wedding that I have the next day, rejuvenate my body, relax and de-stress, and then the next wedding would come. This happened to me 10 times and that means I had 10 times the amount of work. Oh my gosh, I was so fortunate for having this much work, but let me tell you something, social media was the last thing on my mind. The only thing I wanted to do was get my work done as fast as I possibly could to serve my clients as best as I possibly could and still be with my family in my grandpa's time of need. I will not sugarcoat this. This was extremely hard to do. As my editing workload continued to grow with every single wedding I photographed, not including other shoots like high school senior portraits and engagement sessions, my grandpa's decline grew worse and worse. I was hanging out with my family at the hospital every chance that I could get because we honestly didn't know how much time he would have left. Like I said, we were expecting him to bounce back, but this time, I think someone else had other plans. If you're listening and you live in Northern Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, then you know what I'm about to say. During the time that my grandpa was in the hospital, we were experiencing the polar vortex. Now, the Polar Vortex sounds like it might be a really super cool roller coaster ride at Six Flags, but that is the farthest thing from the truth. The Polar Vortex was negative 50 degree wind chills (laughs) that would give you frostbite in two minutes of being outside. It was the least fun thing in the world, and sometimes it made me question why I live in this climate. I mean, negative 50 is not my cup of tea. But it doesn't really matter what temperature it is when someone in your family is in the hospital. You go anyway, and you hang out with them because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So my parents, my brother, my grandma, my aunt and uncle, and my cousin and her daughter would be at the hospital any chance that we could to listen to my grandpa tell us really cool stories about when he was in the war things i never knew about him that just finally came out all of the sudden special moments like that that i wouldn't have been able to experience if i would have been on my phone and then the doctor walked in during this i was actually at home not at the hospital with my family because I was trying to catch up on some editing in my downtime. My grandpa was tired. It was a lot for him to deal with everyone being there at the same time. He was trying to recover and get better as best as he could, and he needed his rest. So when I wasn't at the hospital, I was back home working, and my mom told me that the doctor came in and gave him the worst news. Two to three weeks max. Remember, this was the guy who had bounced back every single time he would went into the hospital. This was the guy that had more stints in his heart and arteries than I have ever even known was possible. This is the guy that's had open heart surgery six times and still rode snowmobiles and <laughs> raced hot rods and hung out at his cabin in northern Wisconsin. This was the same person who just got told he had two to three weeks to live. So what do you do when you hear news like that? You spend time with your family. And that's exactly what I did. I tried to continue editing as much as I could in my downtime, but my head was not in the game. My head was thinking about... How long is he going to suffer? How much longer is this going to last? I want to hear as many stories as I possibly can from him, but I don't want to be selfish and wish that he would go on living just so that we could hang out with him. That is not fair to him. He made peace with this decision, he understood that he had two to three weeks left to live, and he wanted to make the best of that time that he possibly could. But he wanted to be at home. He did not want to die in the hospital. That was not him. So after everyone came to terms with what was best for him, he was able to finally go home. But not during the polar vortex, because if he would have went outside during that time, he would have died instantly because it was so cold. So, unfortunately, the doctor told him, you have to wait until it's like negative two, not negative 50. And that's exactly what we did. So, my grandpa went home on January 31st and he was able to relax in his living room in the hospital bed with hospice to help us out. My grandma, my dad, my whole entire family, my mom, my brother, we were all hanging out with him and he was so at peace. It was amazing the difference in his personality compared to how he was when he was at the hospital. I was so happy that he didn't have to die in the hospital because that is not what he wanted. The last time that I saw my grandpa, he was very tired from being moved from the hospital back to his home And he wanted nothing more than to relax. Actually, I take that back. He had a grape popsicle before that. And that was a really (laughs) cool request. Because I don't ever remember him like eating grape popsicles. But hey, whatever floats your boat, right? We wanted to make sure he was happy and content. So the grape popsicle is what he got. But (laughs) after he was done with the grape popsicle, he wanted to just relax and take a nap. And he wanted to go to sleep. This man was exhausted. So I saw my grandpa for the very last time at 9pm when I left to go home. And when I woke up the next morning, I called my mom like I always do. And she told me that my grandpa had passed. He passed at 4am on February 1st. Only four days after the doctor told him he had three weeks left to live. Guess how many Instagram posts and Facebook posts I had made from November to February 1st? I'll give you a big hint, zero. I made absolutely zero Instagram posts from the time that he went into the hospital all the way through Christmas, and up until the day that he died. I made absolutely zero. Now, I want to talk to you about perception versus reality. Perception is defined by the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. So naturally, we start to believe what we perceive. If you don't see someone making any posts on social media, you're going to believe that they are inactive, not busy, unsuccessful, or a mix of any of those things. Because perception is reality, right? Reality is defined by the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. So this clearly means that perception and reality are two different things. So why in today's world of social media do we perceive perception and reality as the same thing when they clearly aren't? The idea that if you don't look busy means you probably aren't is one of the saddest notions ever. Yes, I was very busy. I was busy editing these beautiful weddings, trying to serve my clients as best and as fast as I possibly could, and I could not wait for them to see their wedding photos. And at the same time, I was dealing with my family and trying to spend all the time in the world that I could with them before I could never spend another second with my dying grandpa. I know this sounds so sad and dramatic and not something that we should be talking about on episode two, but I am getting there, I promise. As I grew more and more mentally unstable due to being extremely overwhelmed, hustling as hard as I possibly could, and still feeling like I'm failing because I was ignoring my social medias, my mental health declined drastically. If I could stand on a podium and preach about what stress can do to you, I would do it all day long. Because let me tell you what, stress is the worst. Stress causes headaches. Stress causes weight gain. It causes mental breakdowns and self-doubt and guess what none of those things gets you closer to completing your goal none of those things will edit those weddings any faster but oh my gosh I just need a mental break I just need time to take this all in and to gain some sort of composure I need a breath and when I cut social media out of my life for those four months and I focused on my business and I focused on my family and I focused on editing, I felt so clear-minded and happy. The idea that because you're not posting on social media clearly means you're not okay is so sad. I was just trying to pick up the pieces and learn to get by. I just needed a pause. I needed some time to mourn. I needed some time to work. And I needed some time away from the self-doubting comparison game that is social media. I did what was right for my business and for my mental health at that time in my life. And I don't want anyone to ever tell you that you can't be present in the real world if you need time away from the virtual reality that we live in. I want you to remember that breaks are okay. Breaks are okay no matter how busy you are. Breaks are okay for your mental health and breaks are okay for every single one of us. So please Please don't ever feel bad if you have to take a break from social media. Don't ever feel like you're putting your life on pause just because you don't get to scroll and double tap those gorgeous photos all day long. You are living in the present, and by doing so, you can focus on your real-world goals and share those gorgeous photos later when you feel like you've had enough of a break. Instagram will still be there. It's not going anywhere. I can promise you that. So remember who you really need to take care of. It's you. And if you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. The time that I paused and took a break from my social media was one of the best things I could have done for my mental clarity. And if you have not taken a mental break from social media, I strongly encourage you to do so because it is life-changing. It will snap you back into the present and realize that we do not need to be addicted to our phones. I've been back on social media for a while now, but that break away was so rejuvenating. So no matter what business you're in or what hobbies you have or what drives you, just remember that you never need to compare yourself to anything on social media. Social media is there as an outlet for us to scroll nonstop through gorgeous photos and remember that they are just that, not something for you to base your life around and ignore your present life. In the end, The present is truly a present. It's life's gift to you. So who will you share it with? Did you love our little hangout sesh? I know I did. So if you are living for it just as much as I am, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and download every new episode that comes out. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, make sure whatever you do in life, you're living for it.